0: Welcome to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is twisted and talking backwards and hanging out in a red room, but more of a crimson room or some other
2: descriptor. I'm Alex. Sometimes when you're in the darkness, you get one little chance to see the light, like an episode or maybe a little bit more, (laughs) and then it's back to darkness, I guess. I'm Justin.
3: And I'm Pete, and that's where you belong, in that dark-ass basement that you live. Uh, Oh Oh my gosh, this is
0: rough already, you guys, but hold on, before we get into any fighting or anything like that, this is the recap podcast for Riverdale Chapter 75, Lygian, a huge episode of the show. Very excited to talk about it, very excited to get into your questions, if you're listening to the podcast... Nothing I'm about to say matters at all, but we are actually recording this live to the internet. Uh We're doing it to the internet of all places. Wow. Crazy we, we are, I you know, know we right We are
2: progressive We are <laughs> Take We're early adopters And we're just <sighs> Seizing the technological bull By its internet horns
0: nope. Yes So we're going to two places We're going to a crowdcast And we're also going to YouTube of course If you're on a crowdcast We're going to get to Some questions later In the show So feel free to drop Your questions And ask a question If you're on YouTube See all of you folks Out there uh, Kawe is acting Val Lopez RS910 Boring one Thank you all for watching Drop your questions and comments there as you all go Also give it a little bit of a like A little bit of that thumbs up if you like I would appreciate that Uh, Again, we're going to recap the whole episode Go through the whole thing Then we're going to get to your questions I'm very excited to hear what you all thought Not just about this episode But about the last remaining episode of season 4 Justin, you raised your little finger there Did you uh,
2: I was going to say We're going to say our opinions about the episode As we're talking about it as well (laughs)
0: Yes Yes. We're not just going to say This happened and this happened and this happened That's all they we
2: do That's a a recap technically But we add a little bit of extra spice um, Because sometimes we disagree about What a a good thing a character (laughs) should do Or a bad thing a character should do And I have a feeling we're going to find Some of those nugs in this episode No, I think this is one of those episodes
0: Yeah, this is one of those episodes We'll all agree on There's going to be no fighting whatsoever Now, before we get into it Let's actually do some recap of what's happened so far on Riverdale. So there is a state called New York. I think that's the first thing (laughs) you need to (laughs) do.
2: They're true. Currently there is, and maybe in the future, and that's where this episode takes place. Yeah, no
0: idea. Uh, So actually, a couple of things that you need to know. The main thing you need to know is that everybody has finally moved past all the mysteries and the murder. They're happily about to finish off the senior (laughs) year of high school. Very excited about that. Very into that. Uh, They're just going to have a nice, normal senior year and nothing weird is going to happen. And then... In the middle of a frantic Hedwig and the Angry Inch-themed variety show, Betty and Archie fell temporarily spurned by their significant others, Veronica and Jughead, and fell into each other's arms. They smoocherooded all over the place. Just once. It was the origin of love. It was the origin of
2: love. That was the origin.
3: What, Pete? Don't. Don't editorialize in the middle of the recap. Yeah, don't fucking. We don't have time for this shit. Get we have plenty the recap. of time.
2: And in fact, I think we should sit in this moment a little bit because it was it was a nice moment. Like, honestly, this the recap of the last episode is fun. That's fun. Yeah, last episode's so, fun.
0: They had a nope. little bit of a smoocheroo. Uh They felt uh, very conflicted about it. They did not tell as they
3: should because they are dating other people. I'm sure, but, uh, sometimes I'm sure you
2: fall in love in the moment, and then you never know what's going to happen. Yes. Oh, you, you think it's okay
3: to just fall, randomly fall in love with people while you're dating somebody else? You think that's cool? I think they're not married.
2: I think that's how a lot of relationships Hold on, hold on. This is this have getting you out of control. We're just recapping our movie.
0: We're nope. just recapping what happened previously. This is getting a little that, out of control.
2: You think that, that Shakespeare should have written Romeo and Rosalind because that's a yeah, shitty play. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe he would have gotten
3: more popular if he did that. You know,
2: popular. No, I <laughs> yeah, think that play not, ended just right in both of their deaths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: happy I'm talking about that. Uh, Bill Shakespeare getting a little bit more popular.
0: Yeah, nice little glasses wag going on there, Pete. So well, that's,
3: the you know that's my nod to Chris Farley doing that. I can't see so good. Oh, Bill I
0: thought that was really? Willie Shakespeare when he was famously said, "I want to be popular."
2: And Pete, just so you know, anytime you do anything, we know Chris Farley did it first, and you're impersonating <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, so the recap.
0: Sure. Let's get into the recap. So Betty and Archie Kiss, they didn't tell their significance to others about it. They felt awful Still about did. it very clearly, but also conflicted at the same time. Clearly, there were some feelings going on. Um, and that is something that we deal with in a very big way this episode. Meanwhile, Jughead is dealing with, you guessed it, another mystery, specifically the voyeur mystery that's popping around in the background. The entire season of Riverdale, somebody has been leaving weird VHS tapes on everybody's doorsteps of everybody's doorsteps. But as of the last episode, they moved further inside by moving outside, by which I mean Jughead found a tape of somebody in a Jughead mask being hit with a rock by somebody in a Betty Cooper mask. This is a callback to something that happened in the first section of the season where uh, not we thought... We certainly didn't think it, but some of the folks in the show thought yeah. that maybe Betty had hit <laughs> Jughead. What? Oh, I mean, we we knew You're that very he was cocky
2: done. about your crime solving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we definitely I mean, thought for a while that Betty hit Jughead.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I'm a modern day Sherlock Holmes, so it's no big deal. So anyway, this video showed these very freaky cartoon figures hitting each other, which is ramping up the whole voyeur mystery. So that's something that Jughead is dealing with this episode. Veronica, meanwhile, has a couple of businesses going on. She has a nightclub called Le Bon Nuit, which is under Pops, the diner, which she also owns, which uh, there's also another speakeasy that's not below the other speakeasy. It's actually, I guess, across town called the Maple Club, where she sells maple syrup-infused rum. uh, And the maple Mm. syrup-infused rum is its own business called Red Raven, which is named that way because it's her, Raven, and also she's teaming up with Cheryl Blossom, Red, who is providing the maple syrup. And they are running the Maple Club together. Also possibly important to mention, uh, Penelope Blossom, Cheryl's mom, is living inside the back (laughs) of the Maple Club because she murdered a couple of people, was living in the walls and created a haunted doll and a bunch of things like that it's and very she funny wears a mask
2: brief sidebar and do your recap that she yeah. lived in the walls of um her mansion and she moves to this place and also lives in the walls
1: well,
3: you're she? comfortable you're comfortable
2: what, you're yeah once you get to living in walls
3: you know you can't go back
2: <laughs> tiny space you're like oh
0: man this is asbestos it's so soft just love
2: insulation i'm friends uh, with so well many the- mice
0: one other thing that you should, she's basically like a Disney princess. Uh, one other thing that you should probably know about that is super important is that Kevin and Fags, who are not exactly dating, but have sort they're of sort been of on cult, again, off again. Uh, they're sort of like a uh, cult, married again, off again. Is I think yes. a fair way of saying it. Uh, they have started doing tickle tapes for money. Uh, which is not a <laughs> sexual thing at all. <laughs> it's no, just, it's
2: just close on, definitely not. It's no, close on. It's
0: just tickling. It's just just tickling. classic. And
2: th- there's high money, high dollar value in these mm-hmm. tickle vids. And it turns out, the sort of gangland um, territorial rights when it comes to the tickle. Hey, we will just
3: recap, and we're not
2: talking well, about. Well, I happened.
0: think I think though that I can mention we have a Patreon, patreoncom slash club. and if you pledge mm-hmm. the five thousand dollar level, uh, you will get us to tape a tickle tape. So there god, you go. Yes. Head over to Patreon.com to make that happen. So and how we've made
2: we've that. already made seven to eight tickle tapes. So like, the money <laughs> keeps they're, they're ready it. to go. Yep. These little these nimble fingers are tickle. These are tickling. <laughs> these are we recapping?
3: Fingers. We're not talking about No, tickle we're just kinda of
0: shaking our fingers right. like I'm that. I'm
2: pre-capping why? the tickle video that we're gonna do pretty oh, soon. Oh my
3: god. Yeah. There's also two
0: other characters named Reggie and Tony. Hey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. well, I'm Why did glad you, guys- you
3: talked about Reg because he's back from shooting Bad Boys 3 and he's ready to be a part of the show again.
2: Justin, why did you end up breaking quarantine? I made a tickle video with two guys I've (laughs) known for 14 years.
0: (laughs) We all died. It's no big deal. Uh, So that is pretty much all you need to know. The last thing, actually, that I will mention is there is a new principal in town, or at least relatively new. He's been here this entire year. His name is Principal Honey, and he is a hard ass, and he doesn't like the kids at Riverdale High at all. So that all said, I did want to ask a question before we got into the episode proper. This episode is called Lynchian. It's a tribute to director David Lynch down to the point where there's a video store called blue velvet, which is David Lynch's one of his most favorite movies, famous movies. The, uh, the video store owner is named David. There's a couple of other touches that happen throughout David Lynch and specifically twin peaks was a really big influence in developing Riverdale. Justin, as a resident twin peaks fan, How did they hit it? How well did they do this episode?
2: Uh, They did a great job. I mean, it's funny. A show that makes um, so much use of references, like hitting them square on the head, this one felt a little more uh, careful with the, the references they were making. There were some like Blue Velvet. They were very direct. But I think the other stuff was a little more subtle, maybe thematic. Like it felt like Reggie was being very much a Bobby Briggs uh, type throughout this whole episode, and he had sort of a more outsized role than he has in most of the season. Um, uh, The guy that ran the video store had a uh, the cadence of um, uh, the dude who says, "There's a fish. um, There's a fish in the percolator. There's a fish in the percolator." At the very well, beginning, well, he also
0: he kind of sounds like David Lynch as well, yeah, right? Yes,
2: um, and I think that's that's sort of all the same thing. But that's just that the way he spoke was so uh, evocative of that one of the first moments at the beginning of Twin Peaks, um, Mr. Mark, Pete Martell. Um, so yeah, I I I mean I love uh, Twin Peaks, especially and David Lynch. Um, so it was nice. I, I think in some of the direction there was a little bit of Lynchian stuff. Not uh, not a ton. Um, I think Hiram uh, had um, sort of a, a Leland Palmer vibe at points. Uh, mm-hmm. So touches, but never anything that was like, oh, I see what they're doing.
3: It looks like you're coming from uh, reporting live from one of the lodges.
2: You know what I mean? Like- uh, yes, I'm at one Eye Jacks, and um, <laughs> I'm about to see some fucked up stuff.
0: Yeah. Nice. Speaking of some fucked up stuff, let's get into this episode of Riverdale. Justin, take it away. Uh
2: so right out of the gate, uh, we hear Lynchian. Um I thought this was uh getting right to it. Um and uh, Jughead defines what it is. I thought that I'm was I'm so fun. glad
3: that they did that. Um just because looking at the title I was like, What? Uh what is this what does this mean? I didn't understand it, so uh, yeah. I'm glad they kind of spelled it out for us.
2: Yeah, uh, it was good. And though it was scary because um, we get to see um, the family uh, watching the, the tape of, uh, of the mask uh, attack from the, the Betty Jughead uh, rock hitting attack. And Jelly Bean walks in and I was like, oh, no, is Jelly Bean the Laura Palmer of this Ooh, episode? Oh, And so I was very uh, But worried.
0: no, it turns out, actually, she just came in, left and went upstairs to play Minecraft again. And that was pretty much it.
3: Yeah, and but that was... That was really funny, though, the way that, like, she came in and everybody was like, oh, no, Jelly Bean, you know. uh, Jelly Bean is like really funny time the way Jughead was like, this is NZ-17 shit, get out of here. (laughs) Wait, I have a question for you
0: just to step back. So Jughead says Lynchian, right? So David Lynch clearly exists in the universe of Riverdale. Did David Lynch make Twin Peaks in the universe of Riverdale? And if so, did Majin Amick, who stars as Alice on Riverdale, star in Twin Peaks?
2: Uh first off let me say I'm completely comfortable with them. I feel like they w- they feel comfortable enough to be like, "Yes, and of course Alice Cooper is the star of <laughs> Twin Peaks, <laughs> uh, the Twin Peaks television show. They would do that, no problem." Yeah. Um, but uh I do think they can't stay Lynchian without all of David Lynch's oeuvre being uh, a part of the the Riverdale reality.
0: Or maybe he went off in a different direction. Maybe he directed like a couple of movies, did the straight story, got hired to uh, direct some Marvel movies, and now he's on like, you know, Black Widow 2 or something like that.
2: David Lynch's Transformers.
0: (laughs) Super good. Uh, Transformers, fucked up Tree of the
2: Fallen. They're just always cars, they're never robots. (laughs) (laughs) They're just Just very slowly and ominously driving around town, yeah. Uh,
0: Anyway, sorry. So Jellybean comes in. They see the tape.
2: Well, but what is the deal with Jelly? Is Jellybean going to have a role at all in this uh, season slash show? It feels like they they make reference to her. They have no problem putting characters on the sidelines and never coming back to them. Why do we keep getting Jellybean popping up? Uh, Val
0: Lopez actually over the YouTube comment says, Jellybean must be be secretly a ninja or PewDiePie or something. Uh, I would love that. I would love if she turns out to be like has this whole other adventure going on on the side where she's a ninja or whatever.
2: I think that would be fun. I'd be into that. Yeah, it is weird too. because when she came into the show, she had sort of she was like a almost a villain really with uh, yeah with Jughead's mom. So it was like, what's she's just now become a regular teen. <laughs> Well, I also don't know
0: what they're going to they're do. I mean, there's a lot of questions about next season, not least of which what's going to happen in the world by the time that we get to next season. But what if they go to college, what is their function? If they do a time jump, as has been mentioned a couple of times, what is going to be her function there? I'm not 100% sure. And I I kind of actually hate to lose her because I think Trudy Likens is a lot of FUD on the show yeah. whenever she yeah. is allowed to come in and do something. So I hope they figure out something good for her to do going forward.
2: Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we move in. Uh, Betty and Jughead are sort of hanging out, um, still doing their separate things. But I will say it was hard to see the two of them together and Betty being like, you go do your thing. I'm maybe about to bail on you in this relationship.
0: Well, what did you think? This was the scene where he said, Hey, do you want to go solve a mystery with me? And she was like, I lost my fucking
2: shit here
3: because Betty was like, Oh yeah, I'm not, I don't want to be a part, get mixed up in your mystery. I was like, since fucking when Betty, Uh, this whole episode, a lot of people were not acting like themselves. It was, when no, she just, Cheryl is the voice of reason, what the fuck is happening on your she, show?
2: She doesn't want to solve a mystery. She wants to, like, get into a different hobby, like opening a boxing gym or something more fun than solving or, something. Yeah, or maybe normal. she just wants to hang out in the sex bunker and, and look. Uh, uh, is oh, it I, the sex bunker, Pete, or is it the just friends bunker? <laughs> what is it's it, the, Pete? It's the just, the
3: you shouldn't be alone together bunker.
0: I always hang out underground with all of my best friends. Yes. <laughs> That's and I,
2: I'm, um, I'm in my basement, so I'm setting the stage for the tickle video down here, because that's where <laughs> – this is our bunker. Our
0: well, bunker. I think, though, just to stay on this moment for a second, Betty's saying she doesn't want to do the mystery. First of all, that should have been a huge indicator to Jughead, because yeah, even why- if like – well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish for a second. So even if <laughs> – She, in the past couple of episodes, has been on Jughead to finish school, to get through senior year, to survive this, which she talks about towards the end of the episode. And I think that makes a lot of sense, similar to how Ethel mentions it when we get to her in the episode, where she's like, I'm just trying to literally survive high school and make it out of here alive, which is something that people say metaphorically about high school. But they mean it literally when they're talking about Riverdale. And I think... Again, should have been a clear indicator to Jug, but I think what she's doing here gets to the root of what she is trying to figure out with Archie and Jughead in particular in this episode is Archie is not the mystery-solving guy. So her being like, I'm done with mysteries, shows that at that point, she is a little more on the side of being together with Archie than she is being together with Jughead.
3: That, I think, is the purpose of that. So, all right. Fuck you. But yeah, I just couldn't believe that Jughead sat there and was like, okay, yeah, uh, if you don't want to do a mystery, cool, sit this one out. I'll do this with the fake FBI agent. That makes sense. (laughs) I just couldn't believe that Jughead wasn't, didn't, none of that landed on him. Like none of that even, I mean, finally later in the episode, he's like, oh great, we got the dream team back together. But, like, that's part of their romance is them solving mysteries together.
2: Well, but that's been my biggest complaint about Jughead and Bughead throughout this whole season is Jughead seems very much in just invested in his own shit and is not even paying attention to what's going on in his relationship with Betty. And this is a a perfect example of that.
0: What do you think? Just to talk about mystery solving. Solve the mystery
2: of your girlfriend, dude. (laughs) What do you think about like,
0: uh, no, never mind. Forget it. I blanked on the news.
2: Great. Uh, yep. so we I'll jump over. Later. Oh, good. Uh, I definitely... yeah, so we
3: have the team up of the fake FBI agent and a No, just wait a second. So, uh, c- c- yeah, hold on. Hold on, bud. Uh,
2: so we jump over to the lodges. Hiram <laughs> looking much better. Um, it seems like this episode, the whole Hiram sick thing is fully dispensed gone. To
3: it. Completely. Completely gone.
2: That seems Although, yeah. very odd to me Well
3: Veronica so that- brings it up In a fucked up way which Wait like, what do you mean Veronica has that comment that like Basically slices Through Hiram and she's like Yeah dad I don't even know if you can handle Stuff like that anymore In your condition I was like oh shit well, he is,
0: as of the last episode, he was ignoring going to the doctor. Now he is going to the doctor. So maybe you could kind of track his development. And, like he is getting treatment. So he's a little better now. Um, and certainly...
2: Maybe. But also, like, the yeah, whole, Veronica know. was so, so torn up about it. And in this episode, she seems like not at all. And everyone seems fine. Also, he's supposed to be getting sicker, but he keeps getting more and more jacked.
3: Yeah. And it's also <laughs> weird because it was like he was feeling great. And he's like, Oh, Hey daddy, what's going on? Oh, I just closed this huge deal. And then she divulges to him who they've been fighting this whole time over the rum business. Like, Oh, well, this is my whole plan of how I'm going to make money and just tells him. And I'm like, every time you do that, he does something to sabotage you. Why do you keep doing that?
0: Maybe as one of those reverse diseases where you keep getting better all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I know what He looks like he has that disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do uh, do we want to talk about uh, all of the um, lodge storyline? It does sort of exist. Yeah, we can.
0: It stays on its own for better or worse, Uh,
2: for sure. Um, So it seems like um, Hiram's doing. He's feeling great, fancy free. Um, Then we uh, head over to the Maple Club and. these random dudes walk in that – well, so the the girls, uh, Cheryl and Veronica, are talking to a couple of frat guys that they're selling um, their uh, maple rum to. They're like, hey, can we, like, hook up with you? And they are uh, no, revolted cool. by them. Well, Roles. you forgot
0: to mention a very important note here, which is that they developed a new form of maple rum, which is cheaper, called oh. Maple Claw.
2: Maple Claw, uh, Pete.
0: Shout out to Pete drinking a little Maple Claw going on right now. Uh, and they're going to aim that towards the college cloud crowd Because clearly Red Raven is a little too high end for them yeah. Um, So, yeah, the college student's very into it And also very into definitely wanting to have sex with them
2: And what do you think the price differential between Red Raven and Maple Claw is? Is it like $29 and $27? <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah, something like that How yeah. much is your White Claw, Pete? I have
3: no idea. Uh, He doesn't pay for his white (sighs) cloth? It was really gross the way um, that uh, those guys were like, hey, are you guys on the menu? That was like a really gross moment. I I don't know why we had to have that in there.
0: Cheryl shut them down, though. It It was was great. great. Yeah. 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 Cheryl completely shut them down. So that's why we needed to have that moment. So Cheryl could tell them to shut up and get out of there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I guess. Then these other sort of hillbilly uh, frat guys walk in. Cheryl zings him with, look like the cast of Swamp Thing just walked in, which I thought was uh, odd.
0: Weird and specific. <laughs> yes. Was she talking about the TV show? Was she talking about the
3: comic books? Is she I... a big Alan Moore fan? I have so many questions. I thought yeah. it was more like, I thought she was going to say like Duck Dynasty or something like a little bit like that. that. But Swamp Thing was weird.
2: It was weird. But I feel like it was the yeah. TV show. I think that's what she was referencing.
3: Yeah, and they look good Like, they're a very pretty cast
0: There's Crystal Reed from Teen Wolf is on it Maybe that's what she was saying Like, wow, you guys are very pretty
2: Yeah, Uh, and that really got under their skin Those
0: swamp (laughs) men No, And also the other thing that's funny about it This is another classic uh, Riverdale using a name from the Archie comics Because Jinx Malai, who's the leader of it uh, Is a character for the comics But he's just like a regular preppy dude And that's pretty much it So they just kind of took the day, but they're like, we're a dirty, down, dirty. A group yeah. of thugs That's what we do
2: We're nasty from the swamp But we run a maple <laughs> moonshine business And we work directly with these frat gentlemen Often <laughs> <laughs> What should we drink nah, tonight we, lads? We offer uh, our
0: own low cost alternative Come on down to the Malloys. Should we I have a remember. kegger?
2: Or should we have a kegger if you get some of that <laughs> Dirt moonshine from those scumbags <laughs> You guys want to do
0: some Sudoku? I have some Sudokus here
1: <laughs>
3: I don't remember in college really wanting to get into the moonshine scene. Like, maybe things have changed, but, like, I was surprised that, like, moonshine and college kids are super popular right now. Yeah,
0: that was more of a Cornell thing. You Ithaca College people
3: wouldn't understand it. Wow, this is... Interesting yeah, flex, Cornell. You're fucking all right. I'm not even. <laughs> I feel like you, would,
2: Cornell, would go buy moonshine from Ithaca's. Uh... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, one hundred
3: percent. I would yeah. head over to Pete's
0: bathtub and get, just like <laughs> take a scoop. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. Pete's. We to bath-
0: mix
3: booze yet. and bathtubs in college. Nice
2: for what purpose? <laughs> you, mix you it with like, what? You mix just, it with filth. Yeah, you know, you're, you're making so much booze.
3: We would put it in a, a, a bathtub. And mix it all together Like, like a, a punch? Juice.
2: Yeah oh, oh, That's okay. disgusting <laughs> Clean clean tub Not possible <laughs> no. Cl- Clean tub? A college student with a clean tub <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. That classic college stereotype Nice clean tub <laughs> <laughs> uh, How's your tub right now? Who's got a clean tub right now? Pete, you got a clean tub? You, you drink uh, we, out of your tub right now? Uh, nope, nope I would have to go
3: clean it first Before I would you do something You got a something. cleaner tub in college? <laughs> That's what you're saying. I'm just saying I clean the tub, all right? <laughs> okay. Did you ever all take a bath th- in it, in all the alcohol? Uh, no. No. Um, that would, okay. Yeah.
0: That would, you just,
3: just stick out a straw and you can sip it. Yeah, t- yeah. try to drink your way out.
2: Uh, drink your way out of this <laughs> yeah. bath. Yeah, yeah because... It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. This is a little window into the college Pete's uh, lifestyle. Um, Yeah.
0: Ooh, Sam Carper over here says same, making PJ in the bathtub. I don't know what that means.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not. I'm very curious what PJ is. Uh, Peter J. LePage is what that is. Uh, (laughs) So um, these these dudes show up, the Malloys. They're pissed. They have Maple... uh, They are mad at Maple Claw undercutting their business, and um, they threaten them. Mrs. Blossom uh, Penelope casually wearing a mask in the background would have terrified... That was
0: a very funny shot. Just her in the background sort of like peeking at her head like somebody out of moving shots and then being like, well, I'm leaving. and just sort of backing away.
2: It's just crazy. (laughs) She's like, I'll hide my identity. I'll wear this terrifying mask in the background of places. (laughs)
3: I just want to say, speaking of funny moments, did you guys notice how the, uh, the Red Claw or Maple Claw, whatever it was, uh, was clearly in a plastic bottle, but they added Foley uh, to make it sound like it was a glass bottle. It was, it was plastic. It looked plastic, but they added like Foley sounds to make it look like it was glass. That was hysterical. Did you also notice that it wasn't
0: thunder and lightning outside, but there was a guy with a big sheet of metal that was going (laughs) right off the side, and there was a whole jug bed?
2: Pete's supernatural hearing coming into play. (laughs) I just thought it was
3: clearly a plastic plastic container for this, and then they went out of their way to make it uh, sound like it was glass.
2: Hey, that's filmmaking, baby. That's what you gotta do when you uh you gotta set safe safe space. You don't want any glass breaking, so
0: this is awesome. actually this is an interesting inside tidbit from behind the scenes on Riverdale. There are no actors there. They're all uh cardboard stand-ups. Wow and then they just add the dialogue later.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, fully. Smart. Smart.
0: Yeah. Ooh, uh sorry to keep interjecting with this, but Sam Carper says a PJ is vodka, fruit, and liquor in a big batch. I'll I'll tell vodka, you what no, it, fruit
2: and liquor what is Yeah, not liquor,
0: fruit juice, apparently still drinking PJ. Wait, so it's just vodka, fruit juice and fruit in yeah, a big why you ha- in a bathtub? I would not put fruit in a bathtub, I got to tell you.
2: Oh, come, on, Pete. come on, Alex. Have, we, everyone haven't knows. you ever
3: made punch? You Sometimes you put fruit in there and there's certain fruit that like absorbs. No, but not like in a bathtub. You know, I'm not going to put Pete's it in
0: a College, bathtub. This they, is
2: ate, they ate and drank everything out of the bathtub. had cereal in the morning out of the bathtub, uh, <laughs> soup. Hey, who wants some clam chowder? Come to the bathroom. That's where we make the it. bathtubs
0: full of eggs in the morning. Bathtub with uh, sausage. Yeah.
2: Pete went to a pig college where he uh, went to college and <laughs> ate out of a trough. A f- little farm, real barnyard situation. I,
3: I, I feel like I want to explain it more, but I feel like the more I explain, you guys are just going to make fun of me more, so I'm stunned. Oh, yeah, 100%, definitely. I would
2: be stunned what details you want to add. You'd be like, I'll get myself out of this. We used the bathtub
1: because— The bathtub
3: was in the kitchen. That's how I'm—the <laughs> bathtub was in the kitchen. That's why it stayed very clean. That's not a good way You're talking about <laughs> Were you in shower you, in the kitchen Did you no. grow up in a silent film
2: <laughs> Yeah Oh yeah Charlie Chaplin was your roommate home. Right Oh wow
0: Alright uh, Let's keep uh, going with Veronica's storyline Keep plugging away yes, here yes. if
2: we can I guess uh, So um, Cheryl uh, calls Veronica In the middle of the night uh, to, the, to the Maple Club, it's been ruined Miss Blossom well, And has this? Penelope-
3: we all saw coming because all of a sudden Veronica goes toe to toe With the Molloys and says They're bluffing, which clearly Those motherfuckers did not look Like they were bluffing or no. making Any of this up uh, It was a weird choice by Veronica To just flex in front of these Guys like she has Any muscle or anything They had, they rolled eight People deep Veronica, uh, she just completely ignores it, which is not very business savvy or not very smart. And Veronica is both those things. So I was kind of at this point, I'm writing in my notes like, who are these characters? Why is everybody acting completely different? No,
0: I mean, I think she had a reasonable supposition there, right? Which is that these guys were hired basically actors by Hiram. They weren't really going to do anything. They were just trying to scare her. That was it. And they amped it up. Uh, And again, I think it was actually pretty well structured to – show the weakness in veronica's operation to show that both her and cheryl even though they've been through a lot they are still high school students there's certain levels of things they just can't deal with and also i did not love this and we'll get to this in a moment but send Hiram back to being the gangster that he has always been
2: yeah 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 that was tough um And but when they when Veronica talks to Hiram about it, Hiram seems very scared for Veronica dealing with Malloy. So, yeah, a different reaction there Uh, takes Veronica off of her game, thinking her dad is a bad guy. Uh, Then we see a scene where Hiram goes after Malloy is about to just shoot him in the head um, and he backs off. Um, Yeah,
3: that was a that was a surprising moment because. He pulled out the gun, made it seem like he was going to shoot him, and then the guy begged for his life, you know, to clearly try to buy time to get out of this. And Hiram, for some reason, kind of, like, fell for that and was like, okay, and then casually turned around, walked back to his car like he didn't just threaten somebody's life. Um, and I was very surprised at how sloppy Hiram room is for this, especially somebody who... We're led to believe has been such a person who has gone and done all these horrible things, was in jail, knows how things kind of roll and would just kind of turn his back on somebody and slowly walk away.
2: But I think he's like, he's getting older. Maybe he's uh, sick. If he's actually sick, you know, he's trying to maybe not be an asshole at the end of his life and straight up murder a dude in the street. Um, and uh, it comes yeah, back to the him in a
3: leg, send it, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to murder somebody, you know? Yeah.
0: Just like a toe, just like shoot yeah. off a toe, just, shoot you off know. a
3: toe. send a message. Exactly. Uh, take the a toe, t- put it in a tub with a little bit of liquor, some fruit juice.
2: Well, liquor will kill all the germs anyway. So yeah. exactly. not, not, not accurate. They take a toe. We take a toe. They take a finger. We take a smaller section of the finger. We give them a high five. They give a handshake. That's the gangster game. Be Ooh. nice Go out there and be nice You guys <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of Roadhouse
3: rules When you say be nice Yeah
0: They should yeah. really call each other Friendsters more than anything Exactly Yes
2: um, uh, So uh, Hiram gets beat up By uh, that Malloy uh, Veronica finds him all beat up And Hiram's pissed That he stopped himself From killing the dude uh, Which uh, Later uh, At the end of the episode Veronica Well Cheryl says Big revelation She wants out Of Red Raven Yeah This sort of came out of nowhere.
3: Well, I mean, is it? I mean, because her mom almost—you know—you know, know, her mom's awful. But to see how vulnerable they were, you know, Cheryl's like, this isn't smart to be in a partnership with somebody who so can casually dismiss uh, somebody else, and that could cause us so much damage. We're pretty vulnerable here. This isn't a smart option. I think Cheryl was right and to be like, Hey, listen, I want out effective immediately and it was a great moment that Veronica like gave her a hug and understood. I thought that was kind of a great moment in their relationship.
0: I did like that scene and I liked Cheryl getting out of it and kind of moving on to whatever is next with her life. I did not love her being worried about Penelope and saying she needed to take care of her. Yeah, that was like,
1: yeah,
0: there's a certain consistency there in terms of Cheryl didn't, kill Penelope, right? Like, back when she put her on trial after the whole haunted doll thing and everything like that, she yes. kept Penelope alive uh, because she is her mother. She clearly has this weak spot for her family, even if she hates them. But at the same time, there was something about the tenderness between her and Penelope that just did not ring true to me in this episode. Uh, and I'm curious to see how, if at all, it's going to pay off going forward.
2: Yeah, to me, it, it felt like a a nice way to get Cheryl out of the business um, for whatever reason. I thought this was going to be more of a thing, the uh, the Red Raven yeah. business, but I guess it, I guess it's not because uh, it does serve the purpose. Oh, I mean, we also find out that some people have um, rum in their veins and some have maple.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes. Which is,
2: which actually is what very healthy. What do you guys have, rum or maple? Oh. Um, I think it's more of like sort of a guacamole in my veins. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. spicy guacamole. I thought you were
0: going to say like a red that wine, is. but... Uh, you, you got to see a doctor about that.
2: That's, yes, uh, green that's blood. That's going to uh, block
0: up your arteries.
2: Curr- very close to the end. Uh, currently, I have red wine in my veins, but that's it. Yeah.
0: Pete, <laughs> what do you have? Uh, bathtub cocktails in your veins? Or yeah. What's going yeah, Bathtub
2: on? gin, for Cheese sure. Whiz, if I had to guess. <laughs>
0: I mean,
3: if this was before the COVID uh, kind of bunker life, I would say vodka, but now it's uh, it's mainly white claw. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How you've been drinking White Claw for weeks, Pete? How many White Claws do you have, or do I just you just bought keep a getting twelve
3: pack? You know, I'm not. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, right, I'm not go. drinking that much. I will say, I think if any of the three of us have
0: one of those two in our veins, I definitely have maple in my veins, just because my kids are almost every single day making me make alternately French toast or pancakes. Oh, wow. So what do you say, I'm what not do you necessarily eating it, or? but I'm. A, what? Where's Where waffles making you? on that?
2: A gun to your head? Yeah, they they found a bunch of guns. <laughs> it is it's Brooklyn. really scary. It is Brooklyn. The kids yeah. are running the the Zalbin household, huh? Yeah. yeah make how come this, hey, Dad, them- enjoy your podcast. We want fucking French toast for breakfast.
3: <laughs> hey, how come waffles aren't an option for your kids, huh? I mean, they eat waffles as well. They just, for some reason, don't eat waffles with
0: maple syrup what french toast maple syrup pancakes maple syrup waffles no what do they put on their waffles sausage they make like a little uh waffle sausage taco thing going Uh on
2: Uh oh alex i think the liquor bathtub indicator is pointing to sausage (laughs) waffle all of a sudden now you're the weird one Yeah. (laughs) pete's normal for having a liquor bathtub and you're weird for eating sausage on your waffles
0: Yeah. So end of the storyline, then uh, Veronica talks to Hiram and uh, puts a waffle, a sausage on a waffle. Is that what happens?
2: Uh, Basically, um, Veronica goes to um, after Cheryl wants out. um, Veronica needs some cash to buy Cheryl out. So she goes naturally to her mortal enemy, her father, Hiram, (laughs) to to get some money. There's so much money floating around this town. I feel like she could go to anybody or Cheryl could be like, don't worry about it. Pay me whenever. Um, yeah. But instead, she gets a check from Hiram, and Hiram's like... Or she's like, thank you for having the strength not to go back to your old habits. He's like, totally. And then we see a cutaway scene, <laughs> which I thought was very well done, of Hiram yeah. straight up murdering that Malloy <laughs> dude in the street. Yeah. Uh,
3: but that, to me, is Hiram. Like, straight up yeah. lying to his daughter about what he does and how he handles business. I mean, I was surprised that Hiram was so much like... Yeah, I was upset. He should have been upset about not how weak he was. They let that guy live. He should have been upset that he turned his back. And even the other Malloy was like, you don't turn your back out of Malloy. I mean, that's, you know, that's 101 if you're going to fucking be well, in the mob. We business.
0: also skipped over this a little bit, but Hiram gets very hurt by the Molloys, he gets uh, bum rushed by them. The one place where his sickness does come in is when he's coming back from not killing the Malloy guy in the first place. He drops his keys, can't quite reach down and get them. Uh, and when he comes back up, they kick the shit out of him. And that's how I think yes. Veronica finds him. Right. So yeah. I think that's part of the sympathy thing is going on there. Um, I I liked how this was executed off the board. It's just a bummer to me that we're back. At zero with both of them in their relationship now, you know?
3: Yeah. I agree it was also that. weird to me that Veronica said, like, okay, your dad's are hurt and you go to help him. That's great. But then she's like, I'll always be here for you, daddy. And I was like, what the? You were so hot and cold with this guy. It's driving me fucking nuts. He's constantly trying to ruin your life and you keep running back to him. I keep doing a podcast with you every week, Pete.
2: True. Yeah, good point. Yeah. You're each other's Hiram's. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody this week. Justin and two Hiram's. That's what they call this podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: cool. I think that's Veronica's storyline. Should we move over to Jugheads before we get to
2: you? Oh, know I was going to say, line. let's talk Tickle.
0: Oh, yeah, we uh, can talk yeah. Tickle. That's good. We I keep forgetting tickle. about that
2: one. Don't never forget the tickle. So no. we kick off the the tickle storyline where we are reminded that that's a thing, which I com- had completely forgotten about. Um, the where uh, Reggie sees Kevin and Fangs counting stacks of tickle cash, and Reggie <laughs> yeah. instantly wants in on the game. it um, was great. Yeah, it was fun.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you did you feel like did. Uh... Did Charles Melton's, like, not even slowly, but almost immediately slip into a godfather voice as soon as he got into this storyline? Like, he started talking like this a little bit.
3: Yeah, there was, definitely.
0: It was pretty Uh, funny.
3: I I really liked, though, how, like, it was like, there was a beat where it was like, okay, you want to know how we're making this money? Tickle parties. (laughs) And then (laughs) Reggie was like, I want in. And that was, I liked the way that was like paced out. I thought it was really This funny. whole thing
0: is ludicrous. And I cannot believe how this storyline built over the course of the episode. I mean, I'm glad we're done with it. Uh, it's just the funniest thing to me about the storyline is how at every opportunity they were like, it's not a big deal This is not a sexual thing Calm <laughs> <really> down do. <laughs> Just ev- like 15 to 20 times throughout the episode Whenever they introduced it to somebody They are like I just want to clarify exactly what's going it on It was with funny these that Reggie's
3: cool. pitching it Not individually to people But just walks into a locker room And is like alright listen up everybody <laughs> This is what we're gonna do
2: And one guy's 20. like
3: I don't know it seems a little weird
2: but it works, it works perfectly. Like, we get a little underbelly of the tickle world with a sort of uh, gangster dude who's like running uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and Tickle Terry. Tickle Terry. And uh, Reggie um, immediately wants to break off. Screw Tickle Terry. It yeah, was
3: hilarious. We're making all this money. All right, well, let's fuck this whole thing up and try to make our
2: own money. And I was like, oh, God, no. Reggie's an entrepreneur. He worked at Le Bon for upwards of a week.
0: The the thing that I liked about the motivation here is we are entering the last couple of episodes of senior year. Everybody's figuring out what they're going to do with their lives. And we get a we get a lot of that this episode. And for Reggie, I'm forgetting he's going to Riverdale Community College. Is that right? And he wants money for
2: it. Uh, Yes, he said they can pay for all of their community college.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is a funny that he assumes that they're all going to community college together when
2: clearly they're not. Um yeah, because Kevin's going to go to Tickle University.
0: <laughs> right, Tickle me too. Uh he Ticklebee Elmo University which is
3: <laughs> an Ivy League. Hey, so. he, he's he's a great, his honestly, own it's a talk great honestly show, school. man. He's coming for yeah. our jobs. <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> But I like that. I like I like that. That is a motivation, even though I was not completely on board with this ludicrous storyline. I like the grounded motivation of trying to make money to pay for college. I thought
2: that was good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was a funny moment where he was like, we're going to pay
2: for community college. With our Tickle videos. <laughs> our it's gr- video. it's going to be a great essay to when he gets into school. With, uh, uh,
0: and actually, over in the comments, Heather Hill mentions that uh, Reggie sold drugs to Riverdale High School. So that's pretty consistent, too. I mean, she's yes. read right about that. And um, is, um, so I it I does make sense that he'd be like, yeah, Tickle tickle videos are better than drugs.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: the Yeah, the original addiction, Tickle videos. <laughs> I also uh,
3: really like after Reggie's first video, Terry was like, that
2: was... Epic, you know. Great laugh, Reg. Great, <laughs> Great laugh, Reg. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. So the, because they want to break off, um, they force Kevin to go to the Tickle Boss to back out um, and mm-hmm. throw the large-scale tickle party with the football players and the Vixens. Tony, on board, wants to make some cash as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was glad to see Tony. It was also bonkers to me. That she was like, I'm on board immediately. Let's do this. Whoa. Let's have everybody come into this room and just tickle the crap out of each other. I love was the,
2: con- the lottery aspect to it as well. Yeah, that was fun. It's like a but fight Re- club. The third rule of Tickle Club <laughs> is you, when you first night here, you get tickled. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I did like how Reggie was kind of like, oh, you don't want to make a buttload of money? I mean...
0: The the close-up on Charles Melton's face When he turns around and he realizes that Tony is changing her mind was also very funny And She was great, everybody was Adorable and hilarious throughout this Storyline, again, even if the content Is absolutely crazy Um, Yeah That's all, I don't know Glad, Glad they all made a lot of money uploading their Tickle videos, what was the idea there? They uploaded the videos to like YouTube and they were monetizing them? Is that what was going on?
2: Uh, yeah, they put it behind a paywall, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, oh, gave them go. a little taste, um, like a, a, some sort of uh, other pornographic website, but for tickles. Oh, yeah, like a Tickle Hub. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of uh, Tickle Tube. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, you tickle. Any of these
2: sites. Well, I mean, we own all of these websites, obviously. And sure? Whenever yes. one of them becomes popular, we'll make our fortune. <laughs> um, but I hope we're not.
0: $5,000 on patreon.com slash comic book club. <laughs> oh <my laughs> That's, That's money so...
2: for our tickle empire. Yep. Um, but the tickle but, gang, who we don't want to cross either, um, surrounds Kevin at the diner, a very public oh my place God. where they're all having that, lunch.
3: That was and unbelievable. Like the whole thing of like threatening, be like you'll never tickle again. Like pulling his hands back like that was so funny.
2: Yeah, dude. Here's Those the were, thing.
0: I'm just every, gonna say this: you can tickle with your toes.
2: Wow, Alex. Speaking from no doubt experience. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you had got all got of work. your tickle fingers broken, right? You've just mangled. Yeah, I did. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> these yeah. claws. These harmful claws.
3: Uh, nobody in Pops is noticing that Kev's getting tortured in the booth? Nobody cares? There
2: are other people in yeah. every other booth being tortured for some yeah. other weird reason. Oh, and don't, um, ever Google, uh, Tickle Toes Zalbin. Just, uh, <laughs> side note.
0: It's not, it's not what you think it is, and it's actually worse.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, uh. Reggie wants revenge on the near breaking of Kevin's uh, tickle fingers. So he invites them to the five seasons, which um, uh, I thought this this scene felt a little it was the most Bobby Briggs of them all. uh, If we're talking Lynchian here um, with Reggie sort of uh, threatening them by just having his friends show up, um, Mm -hmm. which felt it was sort of the end of the tickle gangster uh, portion of the story. But I feel like those guys would come back hard against them and end up. Oh, yeah, doing definitely. Yeah. Terry also,
0: threatened them on the way out. A weird note I didn't 100% double check this, but I believe one of the guys in the Tickle Gang was also the nanny who was briefly taking care of Juniper and Dagwood over Thistle House, the one that Cheryl fired for no particular reason. Oh, wow. Uh, I assume he's playing two different characters, but very weird if it's actually the same character.
2: Why not? It's uh, a small town. It's a town. small town. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a small town with uh multiple gags and businesses yeah. and Yo, all you, night night you clubs. See the, and... the
2: babysitters club in Riverdale goes hard, dude. They're monsters. Oh, They're maniacs. Oh, that's yeah. fucked up. Um so they beat the tickle gang technically, but face an even worse uh problem with Mr. Honey. He's tipped off to the tickle ring by we we assume the uh the rival gang. Um bust their balls for wearing um school branded clothing because the Riverdale copyright is huge. Yeah, you can't do that. can't do that. In uniform? Yeah.
0: I I know I say this almost every week, but I loved Kerr Smith in the scene who plays Mr. Honey. Just the the excited bristling that was going on in his body when he knew he was going to be taking them down was just so palpable and so well done. Like, he's such a evil asshole of a principal, and it's great. Like, you just always guy that... with the principal, Alex. Yeah, you're you
2: square, you're narc.
3: Shut
0: You've... him down. No problem for anybody.
3: I, it bothers me how much you like the creepiest fucking character on the show. I mean, no, he's, he's great. the he's creepiest great character and, on the show. Well, I think Alex... by the end of the episode, we all learn that he's going to be the creepiest guy of all time.
2: Well... Hmm. We'll what are there. we, what's the name of the last, the next episode? The last episode of the season, Alex? Killing Mr. Honey. Ooh, zing, ooh, Pete. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so uh, a little sidebar before we get back to Mr. Honey. Um, Fangs and Kevin are having a, a nice little chat. Um, Fangs uh, tells Kevin he's going to the University of Pittsburgh, and they talk about how maybe they uh-huh. could date, because um, it's near yeah. where uh, where Kevin's going to school at Carnegie Mellon. And we have a little glimmer that Kevin may actually have a a, a relationship that's good for him, and kvangs may be a thing.
0: Yep, yep, that's what we all call it. Kvangs.
3: Kvangs. <laughs> but what sucks
0: is we all, know, <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: we all know because of Katie Keene that five years later, Kevin's, you know, single again. So. It,
0: is he, though? I don't think they mentioned that necessarily on Katie Keene. We know that he's working as the drama teacher at Riverdale High. We know that he tried to make it as an actor for a little bit or a playwright in New York and director, uh, and it didn't work out for various uh, abuse-related reasons, so he we went back to Riverdale. But we don't know that he's not still together with Fangs or Cavangs. that they didn't make a try at Cavangs.
2: Cavangs. So we'll see. Kavangs uh, is our Bazinga. Uh, Yes, (laughs) I'll make some shirts. Good. Uh, We end the storyline. Good. Uh, Definitely, those are going to go crazy. Those shirts. Uh, We (laughs) end the storyline with Mister Honey uh, going into a video store that we'll talk about in a little bit, and uh, showing that he is. uh, There's more going on with him than we've. uh, He's the creepiest. He's maybe a creep, as Pete said.
0: Yes, uh, or he could just be really wanting to rent a copy of The Waterboy or something yeah. like that Some Dude, movie for you'd my like, some, some of your wedding? shit, Pete
3: <laughs> No, you don't get upset about the fucking creepy room in the back the way he did and not be a creep yourself
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, Do know. you have The Butcher's Wife? I'm looking for sort of a classic <laughs> uh, early 90s <laughs> Magical romantic comedy or whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: Eat Pray Love. You have any copies of that? Eat Pray Love.
2: Uh, yeah, um, I want something that's like like Look Who's Talking, but um, like a sequel. Is there a sequel to that movie? <laughs>
0: yeah, one one pets? also like an also one.
2: You yeah, have one with like <laughs> animals instead of the kid, the baby's talking.
0: Do you have Do you have any uh, movies where a dog? is uh, allowed to play basketball because there's no rule against it? Okay. <laughs> Anything
2: like that? Can we get back on track, please? <laughs> uh, we're as close to the track as we've ever been, <laughs> uh So, yeah, let's jump over. Should we talk about Jughead in uh, his? Totally yes. separate from Betty nonsense that he's doing. Oh um, so. Stop uh, breaking my heart. Jughead decides he's on this videotape mystery. He wants Betty to do it. She's not having it. She's dealing with real emotional shit in her life. So she, he goes to um, – he just ditches her and goes to Charles, who's the same equal in his eyes, um, partner-wise. Um, and they're working late night. They're watching all these videotapes to try to figure out what's going on. When suddenly Jughead sees someone, he's like, oh, can I go handle this by myself? We can't tell. I watched this back and forth four times. Trying to find who it was, but they don't show you, and it turned yeah, out. Yeah, they don't. No, I they tried
3: don't. to. I tried to watch it too, like a bunch of times, to see if I could tell. Yeah, I um, did
0: love though that Charles is like, "Yeah, I'm in the FG, bye. Uh Go take care of this yourself."
3: Yeah, yeah. Also, I I also liked how Jughead just kind of runs on popcorn. He's like, "Well, it's a tough job, but if you've got popcorn, I'm into it."
2: Yeah, he needs a better diet. We can all <laughs> agree. Um, and the person in the tape is Ethel. Uh, yeah. remember Ethel, which I thought it was funny because truly, when she first came on screen, I was like, "Oh wait, didn't she die by a pool?" In yeah. This show, and I was like, "Oh no, that's a totally different show where she plays yeah. a very similar character."
3: Yeah, but right. she almost died on the show too, right? Well, yeah, she was in thrall to the Gargoyle King yeah, for a yeah. while,
0: and then she yes. eventually got out of it thanks to Betty when they were at the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy, and I don't think we've seen her since then. It was, like which basically, been a she. Long time. Yeah, she got out of the Sisters of Quiet and Mercy and basically went to rehabilitate herself. I believe there was a mention of her, of like her getting better at the sanitarium where Polly still is. So clearly yeah. she's better. She's back in school. She's part of the A.V. Club. It was nice seeing her again. She's I like Shattered Purser and I she's like the Ethel's. president of the A.V. Club. What? She's the president of the yes. A.V. Club. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry.
2: Um, and I like her line. I'm just trying to make it out of Riverdale in one piece. Um that felt very, very good and sort of owning the whole thing. Though I also feel like she could say, uh, "The last town I lived in, I was murdered in this nether nether world that exists on the other side of uh, the town." So I'm trying to get out of this town in one piece. Uh, yeah. Now this is and where then I had st- a
0: whole Cyrano de Bergerac thing going on in a uh, entire other thing where I romance the guy from To All the Boys. Oh, Don't even yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Pete knows what I'm talking Great
3: about.
2: Great movie. Uh, <laughs> 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 Great stuff. A romantic comedy, no doubt. Uh, we get um, the Charles and Jug had to figure out that, oh, there's something to do. A filmmaker is behind this, perhaps. Someone who, um, where are they getting access to these, the video equipment that they're using? Because it seems like a sort of a large production.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, I like. Well, yeah, he's saying that it's not a voyeur; it's a filmmaker; it's somebody. Yes, yeah,
3: cinephile. He says,
0: "Yes, it's somebody who's trying to create their own movies." And I think he he calls out what was it? Uh, not not Vim Venders. Uh, guy, oh my gosh, guy who directed Psycho, who directed the remake of Psycho? He calls it, it out. No, I'll look it up. Don't the worry guy who about it.
2: Directed the remakes, the Vince Vaughn one.
0: The, there was a there was a shot for shot remake of Psycho. Gus Van <Sand>? and it was directed by Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. That's who it yes. was. Uh, so yeah, he calls one with out Vince Gus Van. It, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, Ann Heche, right?
2: Man, there's the a movie Heche. that was like, no one talks about that movie. No, except for Junkhead, I guess. And, <laughs>
0: and
3: you, apparently. Yeah. Uh,
2: so um, they go to this uh, the this creepy video store on the other side of town.
3: Yeah. Uh, Nobody remembers that there is a creepy-ass video store in town that just has VHS tapes, even though everybody's getting mailed v- v- VHS tapes. <laughs> we suggested that together till
0: now. We said this last episode, that if you're looking for somebody who... Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, sorry, I got distracted by something. Uh The... We said this the last episode that like if you have somebody who's doing VHS tapes, look for who, who is buying eighteen thousand video tapes once a week, and then right, you figure yes. out who it is. But so of course also, they found it. It was also crazy to me that Jughead is not there every week. Like yeah. Jughead, one hundred percent would be best friends with David, the owner of Blue Velvet.
2: Especially, yeah, he goes in, he drops an eraser head reference. Like it's all this. This whole thing I thought was very cool. Um. And I like that they set up this place. It's clearly going to come back uh, as it does in this episode and maybe again down the line. Oh, it definitely will, because that's where Mr. Honey rolls. Uh, yes, Mr. Honey rolls, as he's known. Uh, so the, Ethel Charles feels like he's uh, trying to um, go after Ethel for this, and later on we find out that um, Charles has gone rogue, uh, bailed on Jughead, and they find a tape at Ethel's. It happens to be the uh, sex tape that was recorded by the Stonies. Um, between uh betty and jughead
0: yeah ponytail playmate that's what it's called yep there you go
2: there you go uh and i do think um that we find out there's a scarlet the scarlet suite a secret back back door area of this uh video store which is even um odder uh and I love how Cheryl or how Ethel's like, yeah, I, I read this tape. I didn't know it was you, the man I've had a crush on for so long. And I just watched it casually. And I turned it off right when you came out and started having sex with someone.
0: Right. I only watched it for another 10 to 15 minutes several times. And that was it. No more than that. Yeah. I was I was super bummed that the sex tape came up again, honestly. Like, yeah. I... I love the fact that it was destroyed. We got past it. Um, I understand why it was in here and why it was in this episode. And, you know, Brett made a copy and all of that makes sense to me. But I kind of wanted, like, it felt so definitive when Jughead destroyed the tape to bring it back again feels like it could be this recurring thing that just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And I would prefer that it doesn't personally.
2: Well, but I, I think it's interesting how much they reference the Stonies in this episode. It makes me think they're keeping them sort of afloat in the show, uh, because maybe we're going to hear more from them.
0: You mean from Brett and the Stonewall yeah. gang? Yeah. I hope not.
2: Yeah, well, the I think so.
0: I mean, they're still out there. So, and you know, I love a good villain Team up type thing, so i'd I'd be happy to see them again.
2: This show loves a villain team up, as we learned uh, last season and basically every season before this. <laughs> so,
0: uh, um, ooh, here's a good theory. I just want to read this one from Vale Lopez. Maybe the Scarlet Suite is secretly run by Penelope. After all, everything goes back to the blossoms. That would make a lot of sense with the color and everything. Scarlet, yeah, uh, yeah. And
2: good maybe theory. why she uh, Penelope is trying to. F- Break Cheryl off from Veronica, isolate her so she can be part of mm-hmm. whatever crazy plan she has. Yeah, um, let's talk about the end of the episode. I think it might make sense to do that here because um, we saw the we saw the tape again at the beginning, which was horrifying. At the end of the episode, Cheryl gets a tape. Bughead gets back together. They're on the case. Uh, we'll talk about what happens with Betty earlier. Um, they go uh, to Cheryl's, um, and everyone's terrified, and the tape is. Same mask-like uh, situation, and it's Jason being killed um, right on camera, which was yeah. also terrifying.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's crazy that uh, somebody made these masks of everybody in Riverdale.
2: Now, and let then... me ask you this. It's hard to tell in the video. It looks like someone's tied down, and then it's, the person actually gets shot. It's, it's an actual snuff film. <laughs> I
0: I think this is this sort of made me recontextualize what was going on in the Jughead thing, because my initial impression of the video that we saw the last episode was that that was people play acting as Jughead and Betty. And, you know, they were pretending to get hit by a rock. And that's what was going on here. It felt like now that we saw Jason getting shot, of course, that can get faked. But it seems more reasonable to me that the person who was playing Jughead the last episode was killed by the person dressed as Betty, particularly because they were tied there as well. Yeah. So last episode, person tied down, they get hit by a rock, potentially killed. This episode, person tied down to a chair, potentially shot in the head, just as Jason Blossom would. So I don't know what the goal is, but it certainly seems like there's some sort of murder cult about everything that's going on in Riverdale at the current time.
2: Yes, um, and I guess we can talk about our theories for that after we talk about this other storyline, which was about a relationship.
0: Yeah, let's just skip by that and just get to everybody's questions, right, Pete? Right, nope. Pete.
2: Nothing important nope. happened
0: to the Betty Archie storyline. Come on,
2: you
3: must be happy. <laughs> Take here, it Pete, back, right? Justin, You must be happy about. Bring what it we're back to, to the, the beginning episode. Let's walk through
2: this shit. You must be happy. You got to. You, you only had to be sad for a very short amount of time.
3: What are you fucking talking about? They dragged this out for like three fucking episodes, man.
2: There's like a, one and maybe a half episode. That's nothing.
3: No, it was at least two half episodes before. Two this halves shit. is one hole. Two <laughs> halves is one hole. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's some quick math you did there, sure. But that's- it was still. It's still interrupted a whole episode, so I don't want to interrupt
0: too much. Justin, did you do that math in your head, or do you have like a program (laughs) on your computer, or what's going on?
2: Oh, I do that thing where I can I can see math in the air and I just put it together. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool! The beautiful mind thing. (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah, that's what Mister Honey was looking for. He's like, do you have the movie where the guy sees the stuff in the air and he does the math things? You add
2: up one half and one half (laughs) almost instantly.
0: (laughs) All right, let's talk about this. Let's get into this. Yes. Betty, Archie, let's do it. So we kick it off
2: with Archie just unplugged, just uh, grinding on that acoustic guitar. He's reliving the kiss. Uh, We flashback. Betty, dear diary. We get to see the windows, these uh, shots of them as kids. Uh, she's rereading her diary at the same time Archie's just like uh, acoustic, he's like, you know, VH1 storytellers in the shit out of his guitar. (laughs) Uh,
0: I love the flashbacks, by the way. I thought they were very adorable, and I wanted a lot more of them. Like, I, I probably this is based on no information, but I would guess they probably for like budget and having to keep child actors on set for a long period of time, they couldn't have done a whole episode of it, but I wish they did because those scenes were so sweet and so fun. And particularly when later on Betty, Cheryl is reading, uh, Betty's reading for her diary and she mentions little Cheryl as well. I was like, Oh man, I want to see little Cheryl. I want to see little Jughead, all of this.
2: It would have been so great, especially as uh sort of this season's version of the Midnight Club episode to see them de-aged, get to see all the power dynamics sort of playing out, uh, when they're kids.
3: I think they're being smart about it is they're kind of like teasing us a little bit with the little ones to see how it plays out if people want more and not giving us too much. where well, we are kind of clamoring for kind of a Muppet baby scenario. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, you want to <laughs> yeah? Uh, say so right. like, that y- much younger murders.
0: What yeah. I would love to do is I would just like to see just Mr. Weatherby's socks and yeah. that's it. Yeah. That'd be great.
2: Yeah. That
3: would be great. Let's just fucking get into deep references about Muppet Babies. So Let me Yeah, cool.
0: anytime. Uh, also, they could have done it where, like, the, the teen actors play their little selves, but, like, they're doing that thing where they're on their knees and they have their shoes on their knees, so it oh, looks they're like dorking? they're short. Dorf yeah. on It's called
3: Dorf.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I wish they dwarfed this episode. Oh, it was and we're uh, very sad. we not saying uh, dwarfed, just No, saying no I'm were... saying dwarfed. I'm also saying dwarfed. Oh, okay. D-O-R-F-E-D. D-O-R-F yeah. D-O-R-F, yeah. Yes.
2: Uh... So – but in this moment, both Archie and Betty are truly caught up on this kiss.
0: Yes. Right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? I feel like you're leading us into a trap right now.
2: This is not a trap. This is just it. This <laughs> okay. is what Seems the episode true. was. I'm saying yes. at this point in the episode – they are in love and they are happy. Nope. And like, if we had turned the TV off at this point, Nope. Happily ever after.
0: <laughs> no, nope. No, they're conflicted, man. Like, I think, I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk about this individual thing without talking about the entire storyline and the way that it plays out. But I think what this is, this is just my like grand take on the whole storyline and how it played out. And I really did like how it played out. I feel like, Betty and Archie clearly have feelings with each other. They can't stop thinking of each other at this point. They, but what Cheryl calls out later that it is this innocent dreaming is true. But at the same time, I think we'll talk about the guitar scene later on. I think there is the potential for it to grow into something more. And that is what Betty is shutting down because, the, she doesn't want to... That's scary for her. Here, let's, let's get there, is, though. There's so much to Yeah, happens. we'll get there. We'll get there.
2: Um, so um, they Archie and Betty go to um, the, uh, sex bunker, the sex why bunker. Why are we here in the sex bunker? Because you, if you're in the sex bunker, you're either what? Having sex, leaving a dead body, or mm-hmm. hiding from your murder. <laughs>
3: yeah, hiding right. from the law or yeah, some murder. Yes. But what was weird about this... Well, there was a lot of things weird about it, but the way this was shot was so cre- creepy and weird. Like they were just laying there on top of the bed, that was great. Uh, just like fully clothed, just, uh, just, it was like, and the light, I just was like, what? It was kind of like, there was nothing romantic about it, which I was very happy about. And like, they were just kind of being like, we can't do anything. And then Archie is like, well, why are we here? And I was like, I don't know, Archie. Why are you here? You shouldn't be here. You should be anywhere else where there are people and not alone in a fucking sex
2: bunker. Okay, Grandpa. But they have an issue <laughs> and they are maybe falling in love with each other. So they're trying to figure it out. And I agree with you, though. This this wasn't like a, a sexual scene in any way. There's so much guilt that they're feeling in this moment. Like, in this moment where they had this, like, amazing romantic thing that happened last episode. No, it wasn't and, re-
3: amazing or romantic. It was I, just like, a thing that happened.
2: I'm not saying it as a fan, a Barchi stan here. I'm saying it is for the characters, it was a romantic thing. They sang nope. a song called The Origin of Love and then they kissed. That was a it romantic thing. It was just a thing.
3: song. It could have been any song. It just happened to be The Origin of Love. Uh, whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: they hit random, shuffle, whatever they hit. I just just relax. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about it. This is Aids' your point of view. They,
0: yeah, it could have been was a, like it could have been rock and roll all night, man. Like it could have yeah. been literally any song. Yeah, it could have been any song. No, I I agree with you, Justin. I think
3: like could have been Free Bird. <laughs> For really long they're time. clearly
0: thrilling or something But there's two things that I want to say about this moment The first thing I want to say about this moment is It's tough to contextualize this moment Where they're lying on the bed Without talking about the third Flashback to Little Betty and Little Archie After The second one After The first one is where they see each other for the first time Across the way From each other's yes, houses the Little window. Betty is like I fell in love with him from the moment I saw him He was the cutest thing I loved him, I wanted to marry him The second flashback is something we've heard about before, but never seen before, where little Archie gets down on one knee, proposes marriage to little Betty, gives her an adorable little heart ring, and she says, we're too young. Ask me again when I'm 18. The third one is after that. They're not 18 yet.
2: They're not 18 yet. Right.
0: The third one, though, is they are still friends. They lie on the floor of the house together, and they listen to records next to each other, and they hold hands. Yes. And that's you don't know what this thing that they're doing in the bunker is until you see that third scene. And once you do, it's pretty clear that, again, exactly what Cheryl says later on, they're recapturing their childhood. That's what they did when they were little, when it was pure and it was innocent and it was easy. They lay down there and they held hands and they listened to music and that's exactly what Archie is going through and exactly the level that Archie is going through it, but Betty is all brain, and she is actually thinking about this and moving forward and figuring out what it means and the repercussions are. The second thing I wanted to mention, which this immediately reminded me of the scene uh, without calling out any names, but I had two friends in high school who used to date, like they briefly dated and then they broke up and everybody was like, okay, they're just friends, and then it came out later on, they were like, oh yeah, every day I After school, we go and uh, take a shower together because we're all sweaty. We're like... All right, what's what's going on here? You guys are clearly like doing stuff, and they're like, "No, no, no! It's just as friends. We're just taking a shower as friends. It's no big deal." Well, as and we learned like, from
2: as we learned from Pete tonight, a lot of stuff can happen in the bathroom that isn't uh, what the bathroom's supposed to be. Like you can in be in there mixing drinks. What and kind drink. of story
3: is this about you sharing a story randomly about your childhood? And no, kids my thing. point
0: is that people do this shit. where, like they make. Logical leaps in their head, and they tell themselves their own stories of like, This is no big deal. We're just lying next to each other, holding hands. It's all fine. It no doesn't idea. mean anything. There's no feelings here. It's all fine. We're just getting naked after school and taking a shower together. It's all good. Not day a big can be problem.
2: So, it makes you so
0: sweaty. Oh, you get so sweaty. What are you going to do? So, like, these are two, I think, possibly two extremes of this sort of thing. But this is (laughs) this felt very real to me because the entire time, like, they know what's going on and they're old enough to know what's going on, but they're trying to ignore it and ignore what it means. And that also leads to the big problem they're going to have to deal with going forward, which is they don't tell their significant others. And I'm sure we'll talk about this at the end, yeah. but
2: well, but also I, they don't tell their significant others, but I, they also don't resolve it at all. Like it yeah. is halted abruptly um, to what you're pointing at what you're saying earlier. And I, I mean, let's just sort of uh, get through a couple other things are, which, that are important. I think Archie goes to Fred's grave um, to sort of reckon with his feelings for Betty um, because I think he's struggling with both the thing of like, I just want to tell Veronica and break up with her and see if it's going to work out with Betty, but he doesn't want to do that. So he's trying to get advice from his father. I really love how this scene keeps Fred an integral part of the show. Um, yeah, that, They've done such a good job of that this whole season. I,
3: I mean, I was a little hurt when Archie said you would probably say something corny or cheesy, like listen to your heart. And I was like... That's it, fucking good advice when you're fucking trying to figure out something when it comes to your heart. So fucking don't shoot down your fucking dead father, you fucking yeah. asshole. Whose um,
2: side are you on, Pete? I,
3: I'm just <laughs> saying, it, it was kind of, you know, he kind of did a dig at his dead father and that at is his cheesy. father's that's- grave.
2: That's like, something you see stitched on a pillow in like a very old person's house. Like that's his cheesy advice, but it's still it could still be it's right. It's fucking good advice, man. All right, I know. Dad.
3: You
0: probably you probably say something like "Hang in there, kitty, Dad." Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like a little kitten. You'd,
2: you'd probably say it's wine o'clock, right, Dad?
0: It's wine o'clock, <laughs> uh, Dad. You'd probably say something like ten reasons chocolate is better than men." <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a great episode when Fred gave that. Advice. Yes, uh, it was. But also, if he said follow, if to Archie, follow your heart. What do you think Archie would do? I don't know, Archie. Don't you think not... Archie's heart right now at this point, and maybe in that going forward, is with Betty?
0: So I'll say I've gotten. In... A... Hey, Pete, go ahead.
3: I'm just saying in the in the moment, maybe. But if he stopped and thought about it, he might realize oh wait i'm in a relationship right now i shouldn't be uh you know cheating on i need to talk to veronica
2: about how i'm feeling and then maybe make a decision not just fucking let me ask you let me ask you Pete. when you're how fast do you normally drive it depends on what the fucking speed limit is man so you only hit the speed limit never a fucking little bit over over all the time five over so you're not following the rules because you have a your something in you makes you want to go a little bit. No, faster. that
3: is following the rules. They give you five. They give you five.
2: Well, uh, in when you're in high school, I feel like people give you you don't have to go to jail if you uh, kiss someone outside of your relationship.
3: Uh, sure, but you when you peace precedent you do making out with people either, but uh, or whatever. There isn't relationship jail, but. You should
2: be honest with your significant other of course. or worse. To- I'm not saying I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but you're so mad at everyone in this show because they're just doing something that is they're following their hearts. The advice that you like from uh from Fred Andrews. That's what they did in the last episode. And that's what in this episode ostensibly drives Betty to follow her, her heart back to Jughead. So why are you mad, bro? Uh, I'm mad because uh, Archie made out with Betty
3: and they're not together and they yeah, should no, be. Yeah, no, I together. know
2: why. You don't have to re explain uh, why. Uh, well, then
3: don't fucking it. ask me stupid questions, bro. Wait, Wait, Pete, to say, like, don't fucking it. I, I don't want to interrupt this. I don't
0: want to interrupt this, but Pete, I really feel like this is a prime opportunity for you to plug the fact that you're hosting a new MTV2 show called Relationship Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about it at all?
3: Yeah, it's me and Gabris. We're on MTV2. <laughs> Great. Wow.
0: It started at Spike, but then they realized Spike didn't exist anymore.
2: Yes. And they're Uh, very close to being that MTV2 also does not exist.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: Um,
2: Uh, And and it's where everyone from one jail has to date everyone from another jail. Right, Pete? That's the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Great show. I'm very excited to check it out. Uh, Betty is all heart. Uh, sorry, Betty is all brains. <laughs> Archie is all heart. And I yes. think it's been very clearly established, not just in, I'm going to say, approximately several decades of comic books, but also the entirety of the TV show Riverdale, that Betty, that Archie is always very focused on what is in front of him. And I yes. think that ties into we're getting very close to this conversation, but where Archie sings the song, he sings a song that he's written for Betty and doesn't understand why basically they're not boning on the bed right at that moment. Like, he does love Veronica. She does love Jughead. But Betty is thinking about this logically. What if she gave in to her passion? If she actually went forward with Archie, that's into the unknown. That's into something forward that could crash and burn, could be something great. She just doesn't know what it is. And so she's thinking about it as like, I'm with Jughead, who I love, who I built this beautiful relationship with. That's what I need to follow forward. Archie, meanwhile, is like, well, Betty's here. And it's not, it it is a slight in real life towards Veronica, but that's how Archie operates. Like he's not looking at it as a slight towards Veronica. He's looking at it as like, well, Betty's here, so I'm in love with Betty now. And then yeah. if Veronica walked in, he'd be like, oh, Veronica, I love Veronica. Going to go over there now.
2: I mean, we were joking earlier, but it's, it's truly very Shakespearean, and it's very like the young people being in love, where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm wound up. I've, my hormones are crazy. I'm going to love – I don't know. I love this person right now. I can't be with the one I love. I'm going to love the one you're with. And every in, in it's really well done because everyone's a little bit right. I don't think right. that was Shakespeare, that love the one
3: you're
2: with. You know. He wrote the original version. Um, it, everyone, everyone in this whole situation is a little bit right, but also a little bit wrong. Uh, Betty, Archie yeah. are the main characters of it, but also Jughead is a little bit right. Not because, Cheryl, though. What? Cheryl's not wrong. She's right. Talking, <laughs> but she's talking. She's also wrong a little bit because she's casually walks in and gives her a bunch of advice, but she doesn't know Good what advice. the actual situation is. She's just like, she's like, I'm on to you. I want a double page spread in the yearbook because I'm Cheryl. Um, yep. She says, Dare I say endgame? That's a big thing to say for a situation you have no understanding of. And oh, you I don't think she has
3: any understanding of it. I mean, she's there every day, sees them together. So I, I when your friends this. are with somebody, you can know if that's a good fit or not. Obviously, you don't know the ins and outs, but you know your friend, you know how they light up around people and stuff like that. So she's making a judgment call. And it's nice to have a friend that can talk you off the ledge a little bit and be like, Hey, before you go down a rabbit hole of old diaries and fucking, you know, it seems like you're projecting something and you're ignoring what's real and in front of you. It,
0: I, I love this scene as a scene, almost divorced from everything else. And the reason I say it like that is like Cheryl's stance on Betty and Archie and Betty and Jughead has been very inconsistent over the course of multiple episodes. But, The way that Madeline Petch acted this, the way that Lily Reinhardt acted this, the music, the background really got me when Cheryl was giving her speech and talking about Jughead. There was the little uh, plinks of the uh, bughead theme came very lightly in the background and that twinged my heart a little bit. So, again, like I think you could talk, as we have talked about very rightly, like whether Cheryl is correct or not. But I think. For that moment, Cheryl is correct that Betty is thinking about it as this dream of Archie that she's had for 10 years. But that right. doesn't preclude that Archie could become something more if she went forward with it.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what Betty's so scared of. Uh, and as we see at the end of the episode, she's burning her diaries um, but that, to me, is a signal that she's not in control of it. If she was in control of the situation, like she seems to be when she's talking to Archie, she'd just be like, okay, I'm happy with Jughead. But instead, she's like, I have to destroy this right now. Only her mom stops her from burning the last diary. Um, was, so I, that was ahead. kind
3: of a crazy scene, if we can talk about it a little bit. like, No, I don't her, think so. <laughs> the way her mom was, like, stopping her from burning diaries, it was like... Her mom thought the diaries had money in there or something. She was like, God, no. What are you doing?
2: Well, it's, but it is a weird move for her to burn these diaries, these things that she's made over her entire life.
0: I'm sorry to stick on this. Pete, do you put money in diaries? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Pete, have you read No, Pete's I'm just diary? saying the emotion that mom had behind stopping somebody from burning diaries— it, it seemed uh, like yeah. it was more than what was, like, <laughs> the mom knew something about the diaries. It seemed like a, a bigger reaction than what was necessary, was my point.
2: Pete has a good day, he puts a dollar in. He has a great day. He puts a $20 bill in.
0: (laughs) Hey, dear diary, here's a little tip for you. Thanks for the nice day. Hey,
2: thanks for the good day, diary. Don't (laughs) spend it all in one
3: place. Some people keep money underneath their mattress. You know, I uh, keep in diaries. That's, That's better than banks. No, uh,
0: Heather Hill does point out over the comments here Alice was so specific about keeping one Maybe that will come back to play in the future Yeah, it seemed
3: yes. like it was more important Than just the diary uh, No, but I think it's like I think it's a
0: structural It's a writerly way The same way that And we'll talk about what happens with Archie in a second But with Betty keeping that one diary Alice being like, no, just hold on to it Is like, keep that door open a little bit Well, and I think know, it's because
2: it, Alice is like, FP is her Archie FP is the the, the person Ooh. she had when she was young that she is like, oh, I held on to them, and it came back to me, and it's the love of my life. Uh, and I think she's saying like, hey, hey, hold on a second. I know you're in this, this storm of feelings. You're, you're caught between these two uh, these two people you love, but like take a second. This is just how you feel right now. It may change. It's important to hold on to these feelings that you had in the past, the present, and then you'll find out in the future where you end up.
3: Yeah, I just,
2: yeah, Pete I just seemed like it was more, yeah, It's, it's <laughs>
3: all. all.
0: Right.
2: What?
3: And, so, so we do, let, let's talk about the
0: other scene, though. Uh, yeah. And we kind of skip by the guitar scene a little bit. Yes, which you was... know, we know you have to
2: talk about this. Uh, Archie's works on this song, then he sings his song. We slip into them, it's a montage engine of a song. We're seeing a little bit of montage, and Betty's like, hey, hold up. Yeah. And she abruptly, and I think this was very telling She cut it off before we could even get to that sort of emotional crescendo. She can't handle that level of peak. That emotional crescendo is coming down the line. We're going to hear the rest of that song.
3: But I do do think it was good. She was also looking out for Archie. She knows the song was emotional for Archie, that he wrote it for her. So he didn't want her to go... For him to go through this whole thing, and then he and then she shuts him down anyway. No, she she didn't. She was afraid
2: what would happen if she heard that whole song. She'd be like, "I love you too, Archie." No, she was hundred percent. You're
3: not that great at a singer or a guitar player. Stop now before you embarrass
2: yourself. You're a monster, (laughs) Pete Lepage. I I
0: just want to interject and say I'm really enjoying looking at everybody in the comments here losing their mind. You saying that Archie is Betty's FP. Anyway, back to the scene in a good Uh, way. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That is This disagree. Song, Why do you disagree? Yeah, they, with disagree. That? they disagree. They disagree. They say Why Jughead. Do you it. disagree? Do I disagree? Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little iffy about that particular thing because I think like it's so open either way that she could I could see a scenario based on this episode in particular where Yes, there is an argument to be made for Barchie Endgame, but there's also an argument to be made for Bughead Endgame.
2: I'm not even talking about Endgame. I'm just talking about why Alice – what Alice's observations of the situation is. Alice's point of view is I ended up with the the person I was in love with when I was a kid. Sure. I see why, what you're saying. I'm not even saying that necessarily uh, – Alice is looking at Archie and Betty as FP and Alice is the, uh, yep. the analogy that she's making in her head. I'm not saying that's 100% the case. But that is what I think she's doing in that moment.
3: Yeah, but Betty should not listen to her mom ever. That woman has done so many horrible things to that family and to Betty in particular. You should be doing the opposite of what your mom tells you all the time.
2: I think Betty should listen to her heart. I
3: think
0: so, too. Speaking of which, getting back to the guitar scene, here's my take on it. So I don't think it's as much about Archie as it is about Betty. And again, this comes down to the way I interpreted Lily Reinhardt playing this. But I feel like Archie is very even. He's already like he hasn't exactly made a decision, but he's... Looking at the, that thing In front of him And he's like I wrote a song I wrote a song for Betty I'm gonna play it for Betty Betty's gonna yeah. be in love with me We're gonna be together And if somebody was like What about Veronica He'd be like I don't know what that is Check in with me later
2: Yeah But for Betty I'm gonna change all the names In this song to be Veronica And play for her
0: <laughs> Yes That moment By the way Later on Where he was like Oh that's a really sweet song I can't wait until you Play that for Veronica And he's like Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> surprise was so funny was And fun awful moment. But I think That song is about Betty, because you can see the way that she's playing it, she started – like, literally, you can almost see her heart coming out of her chest and moving towards Archie before she figuratively grabs it and pulls it back in and says, no, stop. And she shuts it down and says – I can't do this. We can't do this. We love our others. She's reasoning through it. She's being the brain. She's not using her heart in the same way because she knows if they go forward with this, it's going to be a disaster. Like even if they are in love and they're meant to be together, it's going to destroy Jughead and Veronica who they love and not just yeah. as significant others, but also as friends. And she doesn't want to do that.
2: And I also think if she's being diabolical about it, she's like in, in a couple months, we're all going to go our separate ways anyway. And then we'll see where the chips fall. So she's like, yeah. I can't deal with this now. Let's wait. And then we'll see what happens. Once this whole world is broken anyway, just by our lives changing.
0: Uh, Amanda Hughes says, Jarchi is engram." Um, uh, I think that's right.
2: Jughead, Jughead and Archie? Ah, uh, yeah. I Jughead mean, that's and Archie, true. yes. Uh, yeah, I think so, that's
0: the thing. Like, Archie is going to change that song to singing about Jughead, and that's how the season's going to end.
2: I don't know. Uh, whoever J- Archie sings this song to, and he's like, I wrote a song for you, um, Veronica, or Jughead. I feel like he's going to play this song, and it's still going to have Betty in it. But he's going to be like, it's for you. <laughs> I wrote this song for you. <laughs> uh, but real quick about this, a uh, little bit about this scene, uh, one more thing. Um, he So the whole thing with Betty putting an end to Archie for now, and then we cut to Archie, and he's playing the song for his lamp. And it, made me, it just made me think, <laughs> like you'll love this song, lamp. You'll let me finish playing this song. Yeah. Lamp I is like, was sweet.
0: you left, you, the song said Betty, though. Why
2: didn't it say lamp? <laughs> you bring the light to my desk. Yeah, Lamp.
0: but the other thing that happens here that I think we need to talk about now is while Betty burns her diaries, Archie makes arguably an even bigger decision. Yeah,
2: where he... Archie burns down every part of his um, life. Yeah, yeah,
0: he decides to enlist in the navy, which is something that was offered to him to go on a boxing scholarship a couple of episodes back from Mary's girlfriend who Bro- runs the Navy or runs the Navy school or something <laughs> she like that. She runs She's the a recruiter, Navy. you asshole. <laughs> She's <laughs> the head of the armed forces, I think? Yeah, yeah. Alex's
2: <laughs> crackerjack understanding of the armed forces. Yeah. Uh, this lady seems to run the Navy, and she said I could be in a boat.
3: <laughs> in the
2: Navy.
0: Uh, he is running away, like straight yes. up. What, I can't make a decision, does. I'm going to go to the Navy That's going to give me clarity, I'm going to be clear I'm going to get orders from people 100% uh,
3: Which is insane because What about the goddamn community center Where you're doing running things And the kids and the whole community And your father's plaque and how you're doing this All for your dad, like, that all just went out the window
2: Wait, I, Do you hate Archie? Pete? Yes <laughs> Always? Why? Archie he's, is following. You love Fred Andrews so much, and Archie is is following his heart so hard. It, he does it to a fault every time. He's just like Fred Andrews. He's just like his father.
3: Don't you dare! You can't love he Fred, is Fred is Andrews. No, Fred and hate Andrews, Archie. motherfucker!
2: You can't love Fred. He's Fred trying and hate to
3: be. He'll get there hopefully someday. But right now, he's just a puppy. Anybody throws a stick, he's their best friend.
2: That's called following your heart. <laughs> it's following no. your stick. Pete, you need to follow your stick.
3: Oh my god. If there's a big difference between a stick and a heart, bro. Uh <laughs>
0: anything else we need to talk about here from the episode before we get to any
2: questions? Uh no, I mean this uh it's an inter- it, it's such an interesting one two punch last episode and this episode. Um, because it was such oh. a big uh, revelation the last episode, a world-shattering thing, and then so quickly we're back to status quo with a couple asterisks next to Betty and Archie.
3: Yeah. And also the way it ends with Mr. Honey just creepily being like, oh, this is probably for the best uh, if I don't have a place to kind of show the snuff films that I make because I'm a murderer. Um, you know, uh you know, maybe I should give up on this and just focus on being a principal or something, you know.
1: Like
0: Yeah, most murderers are like, you know what, I'm gonna concentrate on my day job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This episode of Riverdale After Dark is sponsored by Best Feeds. Sure, Riverdale can be weird and Lynchian, but you know what's fun and easy? Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual matching puzzle game you can play anytime, rain or shine. Even if you're offline or having Wi Fi issues, Best Fiends is still completely playable. And if you're looking to shake things up, good news, Best Fiends keeps releasing updates. I'm past level 175 and still being challenged every time I play the game. Plus, this is a free download. You can upgrade by paying for stuff, but there's no paywall. You can actually keep playing it for free forever if you want. Hey, here's some info you'll want to know. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Uh, all right, let's get into some questions. We have a bunch of them from Twitter that I'm going to read through in case anybody here in the comments section on Crowdcast has anything, uh, you can drop them in the comments or drop them and ask a question on YouTube. I'll just keep an eye on it. So any questions about this season or the end of season four or season five or theories or complaints or anything like that, definitely let us know. Uh, but let's go over here. Uh, bugheads underscore BB probably Bughead's baby on Twitter says, is season five going to be happening on schedule? And also how will I have how we'll have the last two episodes of the season four at the start work. Uh, so for any of you who are not 100% familiar with what's going on because of coronavirus, uh, everything has been shut down across the board on TV. This was episode 18 of season four. Episode 19, which is the next week's episode, was fully filmed and has been finished in terms of editing. Um, so they are able to put that out. That is going to be the de facto season four finale. Episode 20, as far as I've heard, was about a day or Two away from finishing shooting, that is the prom episode. Uh, and because they haven't finished it, of course, they can't broadcast that episode. So, episode 420, uh, 421, and 422, which are the last three episodes of the season, the last two were not filmed at all, but they were written, will be rolled in some way into season five. Uh, wow. And the answer there is we don't really know because we don't know when production is going to resume on absolutely anything. Um, the first word out or the rough word was they will be part of season five. Curious to hear from you guys. And Justin, you certainly lurk in television productions. So you might have a better idea than I do, but yeah, you're, my a line best, yeah, you're a line producer. Yeah. <laughs> my best, uh, guess about what's going to happen is it's still going to be a regular 22 episode season. It's not going to be like a 25 episode season. And you're going to see some form of those final three episodes end up as the first three episodes of season five. Um, I guess they'll probably roll out the prom episode as the premiere. And then I think they'll probably would be, my guess is like alter the scripts a little bit so that it makes sense to be part of season five versus just purely rolling them out. But we'll see what happens.
2: I think, uh, I think it depends. We've talked a little bit about, there might be a time dash between uh, these two seasons. Um, If there's a time dash, I think they can just we don't have to alter anything because I feel like they're going to want to bring this season to its natural conclusion unless something they're like, oh, well, let's actually change that because the world's changed in some way. From a production standpoint, if uh, the, the third to last episode, the prime episode is mostly shot um, budgetarily, that's part of this season. So I don't think that would knock an episode mm-hmm. out of the episode order for next season. So I bet we'll get um, the two episodes and then a regular full season order from the show. Again, unless something changes where it's like, now there's no more money anywhere, uh, mm. which very well could be. Um, and then on the other side of it, but production, like everybody wants production to start up. There You see a ton of theories out there about how production will change going forward. And I think there are a lot of changes that could happen um, sort of quickly uh, to make production start back up even in a world like we're in now, if there's a lot of testing, if it's a much more like production teams um, sequester themselves a bit. And it's like, okay, we're sort of a family for the next two months. And we're going to shoot all these episodes. um, Like, like we are going to summer camp and we're going to go on location and quarantine ourselves as a production unit, including the actors, everybody, and just not break contact. That could happen. We don't know. Uh, So there are ways where it could come back faster than we think. But as of now, I feel like we're going to be waiting, uh, you know, that full season break that like, you know, nine month break or whatever it is before we see more new episodes.
0: Uh, Here's one from over on YouTube. Kabayez Acting says, in light of the last two episodes, do you think Hiram was right about Archie not being good enough for not being good enough for Veronica? What do you think about that? Pete, you're giving a nod of the head, which is well, always yeah, good for an audio I'm,
3: podcast. I'm not, as uh, Justin pointed out, I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Archie, but uh, <laughs> Veronica's driving me crazy lately, too. Uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before. I don't think uh, Archie needs to figure out a little bit more about himself before he puts himself into relationships and hurts people because he left Veronica high and dry and... um uh, that to me says you, you're not ready for a relationship and you don't deserve love. So you need to work on yourself Jesus. a little bit and then kind of, you know, realize I need to if I'm going to be with somebody, I have to care about that person and not just oh what that's a stick. I'm going to chase that. You know, he needs to uh, uh, consider other people's feelings before he can move forward. Do you ship
0: uh, do you ship Starchy Stick and uh, Archie? Yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. big fan. Okay, great.
2: He wrote a song. Uh what? He wrote a song for the stick. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, he did. Stick wouldn't let oh, him play stick. it, though. Stick stopped. Oh man. Yeah. He I'm in love still with said tree. Betty in the song. I'm still in love with Tree, said Stick. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Nikki Sussman over to YouTube says, Do you think the other parents will follow suit with Skeet and Marisol and leave soon? I mean the first thing about that, Oh, she also mentions time jump has been confirmed. I think Skeet gave an interview about that and said yes. They are planning on jumping five years or so, though I think given everything that's going on, they could change plan. They could change their minds. They are definitely writing season five now over Zoom or whatever, um, but we'll see what happens. And that's the other um, thing.
2: Sorry, on the production yeah, yeah. calendar, they, because of what happened, they're already they're getting a leap on the writing side of the season. So if things sort of spool back up, um, they may have uh, more time so they could hit the schedule. Uh, because the episode's already be written. Yeah. Um, but I think the time dash is sort of, of important. I think we need to move past uh, – we want to see where everyone lands in the I think we post. should just age
3: them up so they just look more age-appropriate to how they are. That's what they'll... the time jump is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, great.
0: <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the time jump, honestly. Like, I get the impulse to cut past college because that's always a problem area for – Every teen show, but I feel like part of the appeal of Riverdale is these teens are being insane. Like they are too young to be doing this stuff. You know? Well,
2: let me throw it out to you. What if it's not a time dash past college, but past up to Christmas break or like the summer mm. after a freshman okay. year? Because that's there's no re- the season could be a compressed time where it's like some. I mean, they're not afraid to make crazy shit happen where they don't, no one goes back to college after. Half a semester or something. So, like, I feel like it could be anything, but I do like the idea of getting out of um, this sort of dynamic that they've been in for the, these four seasons and seeing what shakes out of that.
0: Yeah. This is a related question from over here on Crowdcast. Uh, Strushi says, uh, Will the time jump catch up to Katie Keene? Um, I think if it is a five year time jump, Yes, but uh, I don't think that's the reason for doing it by any means. Like, I don't think they're like, we got to catch up to Katie Keene because, be
1: cool.
0: uh, yeah, I mean, it would be fine to have them in the same time period. But uh, Katie Keane's future isn't 100 percent definite. I think it will probably be picked up, but I don't I think so. they would base Riverdale plot decisions necessarily on that personally.
2: Right. No, I think that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, let's what about see. our time jump?
2: We're going to do a time jump too, right, guys?
0: Yeah, but backwards. We're going to go back 10 years. <laughs> a oh, wow! Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind of addressed this one. This is from Orner Bixeruk on Twitter. So that Archie is going to the Naval Academy. Do you think he did that because Betty rejected him? I'd say yes.
2: Uh, or yes, definitely partially that. But I think it's also so he doesn't have to face Veronica and face Veronica and Betty and being having to look at both of them in the school lounge or whatever is not something he's going to be good at. Yeah. And not because he feels necessarily guilty about what's happened, but I think he's like, which one do I
1: love?
0: Uh, also, sorry, we didn't actually answer the question from Nikki about, do you think the other parents will follow suit with Skeet and Marisol and leave soon?
2: I hope not. Uh, it depends on if the show cha- – I mean, maybe the show changes enough where it's less about the parents uh, – but, I mean, like, how do you do the show without Alice? I feel like she... Yeah, with-
0: I could... Of the parents, like, this is nothing against Skeet and Marisol, who I think are both great. Uh, but Hiram and Alice make sense to me, if they're doing a time jump and coming back to Riverdale. Like, there's reasons for them to still be there. And Hermione and FP... Uh, you can, I could can see them leave, you know? Oh. Like... I, no, it's, it sucks. I don't want to see them leave. But, like, Alice... Still has plenty of stuff to do. She could be running the news station. Uh, Hiram is doing whatever gangster stuff he's doing and business stuff he's doing.
2: And Penelope Uh, left seasons ago, but she just keeps lurking around the set, hiding in walls.
0: She's literally in the walls of the Riverdale set.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, cool. Uh, this is a long one from Jody on Twitter. I'm so confused why Mr. Honey is essentially the culprit with the tapes. Maybe it's the kids, uh, but maybe this will be answered next episode or later. And I didn't quite get the Barchie storyline bughead stand here. It seems like it was just filler and Barchie shippers are mad. Ha <laughs> ha. Don't get me wrong. I love the young Archie and Betty flashbacks while Betty was reading her diaries and seemed underwhelming when Betty just shut it down after Cheryl kind of knocked some sense in her. It's weird because to me, they really plotted Charles and Chick the true hero of Riverdale, thank you, uh, to be the ones responsible for the tapes. So I wonder what they're going to do with those characters too. So I I think generally speaking, a lot of ground covered there. But let's talk about Mr. Honey and Charles and Chick and the tapes. What do you think is going to happen with the storyline at this point?
2: I still think uh, this episode really felt like Charles was throwing Jughead off his trail by pinning it on Ethel. So this episode made me definitely think it was Charles and eventually Chick will be uh, behind it all. For the same reason I said in the last past couple episodes, they're trying to get revenge on the town that wronged them both. No, yeah. we've had enough of Chick. Let's fucking... Wait, he hasn't even been in this.
3: He was it's in one too episode. too much fucking Chick, man. I'm sick of it. But I really think that uh, Mr. Honey was kind of revealed in this episode to be the big bad behind the VHS shit. Yeah. So I think that's the way it's going to go. Do you know who I think is behind it? The I food? think it's probably The Farm. Oh, boy. You've been waiting <laughs> all episode to show off
0: your <laughs> wow. t-shirt. Yeah, that was actually just an excuse to show off my t-shirt. I don't think The Farm's coming back. Sorry yep. about that. Uh, nice. uh, this is a great question over here from Tobas. Uh, what uh, about t- Barchi? Real
2: quick, real quick oh, on that. Yes. La- or maybe this yes. is about Barchi, too. But I don't think the... To say that this felt like it was a, a blown storyline uh, or it's just like a one and done situation, I think not at all. I think it's going to be a uh, – it's going to linger. There was a lot that happened here that's going to affect the rest of the show.
3: Yeah, they got to keep playing with our fucking emotions. Yeah, I'm curious
2: sure to see how
3: this will
0: play out. I think here's, – here's my best guess right now. I think – I wish they had told their significant others. That's the thing that's like really digging at me, particularly. We didn't really talk about, we, we kind of brushed over a little bit, that scene where uh Jughead says, Oh, you want to do a mystery now? And kisses her like she's crying and starting to cry and quivering a little bit. And I thought I was so sure she was going to tell him about the Archie kiss and the fact that she didn't at that moment gutted me a little bit. Uh, my best guess no, is that so, like
2: it's so good they didn't do it there. They're it's going to happen at prom, or it's going to happen right like it's going to be prom. a
0: tape. Is my guess? Like I think yes,
2: yes exactly. And they're going to yeah. have to come clean with it. Yes, like it's just it's building. We have uh, we have four more episodes in the original story to play this out. When we watch next week's episode, we're not going to know what the final thing is. That's fine. We have to wait a little longer. But it's we're building to a huge head here, a terrifying this videotape stuff, and all this bughead Barchi stuff is going to spin, and everyone, everything's going to be destroyed. First, first off,
3: you don't know it's going to be fine, so don't fucking say shit like that, all right? They could drop a huge fucking bomb on us, and it'll be like forever before we get another fucking episode, and we could be in purgatory with this shit, so don't fucking say that, all right? What are you? I don't. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're like, oh, it's going to be fine. You don't know that. You don't know what the next episode's going to have. What it's going to unveil. What, what kind of shit they're going to throw. Well, us. hold on.
0: Let's let's jump ahead a little farther because a couple of people are asking the same question. But I'll read this one from uh, Mary or Marie over on uh, Crowdcast here. Do you guys think Archie and Betty will be together in the future? Possibly after the time jump this is a pretty popular theory that they'll have the time jump, and then suddenly we'll find Betty and Archie together. What do you think about that? No. (laughs)
2: Um, I mean, I, I think it could very well be that. Um, but also I think it could be that Archie's coming back and he's the disruptor. Like if Mm. Archie truly does join the Navy and the, this season plays out where it's him leaving town, we get another, uh, barchie moment at the end of the season and then archie leaves time jump and it's archie coming back to riverdale like to riverdale and back again with maybe they're basing it on that um then that will be the catalyst that sets everything spinning off again like and maybe bughead's still a thing but i truly think and i'm not i'm trying to be objective here this season there hasn't been a ton of true romance between oh god here we fucking go again i really mean that like I I know you mean mean it. You fucking say it every episode. But tell me the big romantic things that have happened between them. Did it seem romantic? How does he not sense that anything's going on with Betty when for days (laughs) she's been like Well, maybe he does, but maybe there's
3: fucking people dying and all sorts of crazy shit happening
2: in Riverdale, you know, that he's dealing with also. So he's too busy to understand to be a good boyfriend, you're saying? No, I'm not. I'm trying to defend him.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to another topic for a second Leonza Hunt on Twitter says I was sad to see the end of Cheryl and Veronica's partnership What do you think Cheryl is going to be up to now? Good question I don't
2: Uh, know (laughs) I thought it was interesting that we saw Penelope a couple times in this episode and Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be more Cheryl Penelope stuff for the next couple episodes
0: yeah, uh, And semi-related, Ryan Hensler on Twitter says, Do you think we'll see more of Tony Topaz and Shoni in Season 5? Also, it sucks that we won't see Tony in the finale next week. Uh, that is true, Wait, what? unfortunately. What? Vanessa Morgan is not in the next episode, according to one of the writers. She had some personal stuff to deal with with her family. Oh, no. I think she was helping out her sister with some stuff when they were oh. shooting it, so she's not in the episode, um, which is a bummer. That's, I think that's just... She was supposed to be in the prom episode and other things, so she would have been in the season more. Uh, but as is, she's not going to be in the final episode season, which is very sad. Yeah. Uh, but what do you what do you think's next for Shoni? What do you think's going to happen with them going forward? There were rumors of a significant moment for Shoni before the season ended. So, what do you think's going to happen in season five?
2: I they feel like their end game of any of these yeah. relationships. That'd be the one I could more most firmly be like that's end game
0: pete i agree you agree all right there we go now i could no i do agree like i've tried to think through what are the craziest things that can happen in the time jump and i think unless if you're gonna do a time jump and not shake up the status quo for absolutely everybody why bother doing a time jump why why does everybody
3: have to get shaken up why can't just a couple people
0: well, this is what I'm saying, is that you need to shake up everything. But I think, like...
3: You don't need to. You can just shake hold up Hold a- on.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Pete. But for Shodi, what I'm saying is, like... I could see a scenario where Archie is this grizzled Navy veteran where he's like, you don't know what I saw at war because there was a war and he's come back like Betty's in the FBI and broke up with Jughead. Jughead is like on an author tour and comes back and to Riverdale for the first time. and is very icy with Betty because he hasn't seen her or talked to her in years after everything that went on. Uh, Veronica became a big business person in New York and she ends up too. But I could see like Shoney still together Maybe even married, living yeah. in Riverdale and running everything. Like, and I think that in a certain that way it would be. sounds
2: like a 20-year time jump you just described.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe married. Like, I don't know if you see it A Secret Love on Netflix where they're 90 years old and they were carrying out a secret yep. lesbian relationship for years and A League of Their Own was basically based on it. But that, but on Riverdale. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> love that. Thank you so much. Uh, here we got a couple more. We're going very long on this episode, uh, but yeah, just meet a Buzz Budzinski. We'll finish up uh, very quickly. Um, what was the most time. Lynchian thing about the last episode? Also, is Barchie Endgame? Boy, everybody wants to know.
2: D- don't we all? Uh, yes, yes to the second part. Um, no. The most Lynchian thing. I mean, the video, the video store, definitely was the center point of the Lynchian stuff. The red stuff. room, yeah. But I do think that the most. Uh, That Reggie was the most sort of direct character analog uh, with Bobby Briggs. Interesting.
0: I'll buy that. I don't really know much other than Mulholland Drive, so I'm going to trust your opinion on this, Justin. Uh, Maybe here, why don't we wrap up with this one? I think this is a good one, uh, because I think this is a good comment from Nikki Sussman over here on YouTube. Uh, Think they're ending all of the running storylines to start fresh for Season 5, like none continuing except relationships. Casey said the idea is they have a basically completely different show. And I know KJ Appa also gave a interview saying there's a wicked twist at the end of the season which of course would be the beginning of next season at this point um but I, again like that makes a lot of sense to me just sort of not exactly wipe it clean but like think about it as a reboot think about their past high school what is it like as they're adults now is jughead going to rap like in the 1990s movie who knows
2: <laughs> I, I mean I, I agree with you i think it'll especially feel like a fresh start but this show this show is if it's about anything it's about the sins of the past coming back to bite people in the present and so i think even if it feels like a fresh start and all we have are the relationships there's going to be stuff coming back um from everything that we've seen in these last four seasons
3: i don't know how you can watch the show and say that you think you know what the show is about the show has had insane things happen on it okay there was a running bit about bear attacks for Christ's sake. So I, I how the <laughs> hell can you know anything about what's going to happen on the show?
2: Pete, you sound like the guy that does like a midnight to four AM radio show. <laughs> At like the very end, he's like, "Listen, I don't. I know you called in because you have a comment, but I don't need to hear it from you. You don't know me. Everyone, I, I, your relationship seems fucked up, and here's why." <laughs>
0: Anyway, here's "Carry On" by Wayward Son. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
2: laughs> wow! So All right, the first everybody. Song you thought
3: of?
0: Uh, yep, there you that's go. That's what you would uh, play,
2: though. That's what you would play. I don't. I don't exactly. Know
0: I don't uh, know folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you are listening to the podcast or you are watching on live, either on YouTube or Crowdcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. A uh, couple of things to plug before we go. You can support this podcast on patreon.com slash comic book club. Please get your money together for that tickle tape. We really got a don't, bunch of them stocked guys. up. That we just got to get not out there. I'm that
3: tape, so don't fucking give us that fucking money. I mean, Pete, we're going
0: to come to Philadelphia and tickle you in quarantine, Pete.
3: So, $5,000 is not enough money.
2: Pete, okay. here's the thing, though. You've committed to that the tickle tape like a relationship. Nope. And if you break up with that tickle tape, you're cheating on us. <laughs> with, with not tickle no, tape. With not tickle tape. There's not yeah, enough there money in
3: the world for me to tickle one of you assholes. You can, just be the, <laughs> you can be the tickle-e. Nope. Yeah nice uh, well
0: anyway uh, yes patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7pm directly to the internet also to crowdcast and YouTube so come hang out because those have been a lot of fun to do iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen uh, comic book club live.com for this podcast and more uh, Riverdale after on Instagram Riverdale dark on Twitter Riverdale after dark on Facebook and we will see you after dark <laughs>